Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your number one weekly gaming podcast, episode 41, your best gaming moments, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, decade of gaming moments to my decade of painting moments. How's it going? I'm very well, mate, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm very well. Before good, we good. give, well, let's give the new listeners and welcome yes. to you. If welcome you new listeners. Through the medium of Podchaser. Um, welcome on board. And just to give you a quick rundown, we normally start the show with what you've been playing. Then we drift silently into the news. In the news this week, we've got a little bit of uh, Switch news. We've got some Mass Effect news as well. Oh, possible Mass Effect possible news. Mass Effect. Then the feature this week is going to be discussing yours and ours best gaming moments. Yeah. Then we're going to have a look at some listener reviews, where we look at the listeners' reviews of some games. Old, new, any console. Anything, yeah. We're not bothered. Even if you wanted to review the Sega Menacer, you could do that. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're listening and you're a collector um, of retro or modern gaming, please drop us a line, direct messages on Instagram or Twitter, or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. And then when all that's said and done, the big man, the mystical, mythological Stingray arrives, he pops his boot and we have a look at the latest gaming releases. Yeah, and we sometimes pick a VHS out as well, don't we? We do. And then at the end of the show, we ask each other what we're hoping to play. But before I get round to asking Tom the immortal words to unlock the show, you better hold that wheel for a little while, Odders. We've got some housekeeping to do, Tom. Tom, we have. Turn on the hoover, grab some dusters. Mumsy wants some housekeeping done. Yeah, we just want to say a massive thank you after uh, driving the message of please can you rate and review us on Podchaser. Yes. And you did in your droves, and we thank you Humbled. very much for that. Humbled. And that's drawn people Where did that here. take us to in the charts? It took us to the number one gaming podcast and the number two highest recommended show for this month on Podchaser. That is amazing news. Uh, we're so chuffed with that. Thank you so, so much. Really appreciate it. Um, it just goes to show what a bit of uh, rallying the spirit of Major Tom could really do. The Unglorious Bar Stewards did their absolute best. Thank you. They won medals. They won awards. They went over into enemy territory, liking and sharing like you would not believe. Now, we're going to ask for something a little bit different in the call to arms this week, Tom. We'll when we get, get to there. that, won't we? Yeah. We will. So let's just one more time say to everyone listening, welcome, if you're new. Thank if you if you're old. If you thank you if you're old and thank you so much for the reviews on Podchaser. If you want to leave us another one, knock yourself out. If you want to go have a little flick through those reviews and like a couple of them, that would also be awesome. But enough of that self-indulgent nonsense. Odd cat. Morph up. Grip that wheel. <laughs> what you been playing? This week I've been playing. I've finally gotten round to doing some more Link's Awakening on the Switch. I'm on the final dungeon, but I can't work out whether this final dungeon is a dungeon. It's basically <laughs> the the giant egg on the mountain. Spoilers I've, for a four-year-old game. Yep, spoilers galore. I've gone up there, played all the instruments, that does a song, and then 
the egg cracks and I've gone inside and I can't work out whether this is going to be a straight to a big boss battle. Or this describe your evening routine on completion of the podcast. Mumsy, make me an egg. You play her all these different instruments <laughs> and she cracks an egg for you. And yeah, it's actually a game about my life. Dips some soldiers podcast, in yeah. it and then f- feeds them to you, making sure you not to spill any yolk on your beard. Definitely. Um, yeah, a lot of links waiting in this week. Really trying to... I must shamefully admit, I've used some YouTube videos on it. Those last two dungeons are really solid. Well, the last two Shame, before the egg. insert bell noise here behind the game wall. I know, for a man who's finished Sekiro, he, he wheels out dirty YouTube videos of uh, help me finish this for game. For a top-down yeah. Zelda <laughs> with two buttons. Shameful. Two buttons. I often wonder as well how people really... Because I've, I've said on the show before, I played the original on uh, the Game Boy. Um and I, I really don't know how people manage to do some of the... Uh, so there's walls where they've got like those little bomb cracks in where you can set a bomb and open the passageway to another room. <laughs> That's the one. Um, how the hell do you see those on a Game Boy? I must have missed no end. Well, based on um, last week's episode, Tom, you got the little worm light, you got the magnifier going on. Well, yeah. you got it strapped true. on life support. <laughs> you might even have it in the Super Hooked Game Boy. to the car battery, mum and dad wondering why the car's not striking up. Um, yeah, so Link's Awakening. I uh, had some friends around. We played a lot of multiplayer games, Smash Brothers. Um, we'd not had a chance to try the new character yet from uh, Fire Emblem put into uh, Smash Bros. Did one of them bring his night vision headset round? He didn't, no. No. Brought, not, brought four GameCube controllers for Smash, and that was good fun. And we realised. Um, so, like, a, an adapter goes into a USB, and then it's got four, like, sockets for a GameCube. Way to know that you haven't made a decent controller for the last three consoles <laughs> that you've made that you need to bring out an adapter that plugs in the Switch. Oh, mate, so you no, can it's plug just for the thing. true Smash fans, you see. You play with a GameCube controller. You'd think that the true Smash fans would want an N64 controller. No, that it was the N64 one was a bit of a tester. Oh, Mealy on the GameCube is where it, where it was at. So they've not really so improved that game. So on the one on the Wii was terrible. No, I think the one on the Wii was quite good. But I think Mealy was seen as like quite a big probably the pinnacle of the balancing of the actual beat-em-up side of it is seen as really good so a quick rundown of what else we played uh, played some Street Fighter 5 Mario Tennis uh, FIFA FIFA um, what else to do a bit of Call of Duty so to make sure you got something to talk about on this week's episode you got the bigger boys round to play all the games so you could sit and talk about them on the show absolutely you know me very well <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I'm else sure I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, I downloaded a demo of uh ukulele, uh the two D one. Um not the three D adventure based oh, on the rare yeah. tiles. It wasn't it some sort of play on words joke about like Bumble's Revenge or something. Ukulele in the Scrongle Scrongles Lair. I'll tell you what, I can't remember the full title, so that says kind of how much I enjoyed it. Um it's very much like a Donkey Kong return style two D platformer. Okay, and it's nice. It looks very nice. It it's well animated. Um, I don't. The, I'm not really had, with it being a demo. I've not had much chance to take in the soundtrack, which is done by David Wise, who did a lot of the Donkey Kong work and the other ukulele game. Who's usually very very good. I listen to some of his soundtracks um, on YouTube occasionally. You note down on your research. Is he from Rare originally, or what? I'm not sure. I think he's a composer of various things. I think he's just someone they bring in um, to 
well, obviously, uh, Retro Studios did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and stuff on the the Wii U, and then re-released on the Switch, and he worked on that, which are one of my favourite um, gaming soundtracks, which we discussed in a, a few episodes back. Didn't we? Well, they'll have to go back and listen yeah, to the show. Yeah, check that out on the backlog. Uh, See favorite if it gaming soundtrack to the show. Yeah, uh, that'll do me. I think I've, I think I've talked enough about what I've played. I'm going to ask you what you've been playing. Ah, okay, so. What I had you oh Tom the man who finishes games Yakuza 3 done cracking on with those mm-hmm. I did look at that Yakuza uh, collection I was like because mm. mm. <laughs> I'm desperate for a new game and I just yeah well that would be one of the biggest wastes of your money you've ever had you I don't think you'd like it no okay you're usually pretty strong with your recommendations well, a lot of listeners have picked it up off the back of my recommendations, but I just don't think you'd like it. Some of the games, mm, they're a bit trapped on PS2 in their game uh, okay, design. Yeah. And I don't I know what you're like. If it's not cutting edge, <laughs> if it's not neon in your face, if it's not, you know, Captain Price's yeah. beard in 4K, you're not interested. Bit of a, a modern gaming snob, aren't I? Uh, I know. And once you get down in the bunker and you've had a few uh, Japanese whiskies. I can't see you sitting through a 10-minute cutscene. Do they drink Japanese whiskey in it? Of course they do. Classy. In fact, that remastered collection's all fine and well, but the Yakuza 6 one, collector's edition, yeah. comes with a glass, <laughs> some whiskey stones, and some coasters. For real? Straight up. Brilliant. So maybe it is a game you'd like. Yeah. Because you get true. to drink all the different drinks. Anyway, Yakuza 3 done. I've started Yakuza 4. Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, well over halfway through that. And what else have I been playing? Oh, a little bit more Persona 4. And 2064 Read Only Memories. Been playing it on the PS4. 2064 Read Only Memories. Being on the white edge of gaming, Tom. It's a game from like 2017. <laughs> it's like a point and click adventure that came oh, to okay. PS4 and Vita. Yeah. And it was also one of the PSN games to download, I think it was last year. One of the last Vita ones to come out. Ah, quite an intriguing little game. Oh, I saw a um, a little bit of a fact that a game called is it Papaton Two is coming to the PS4, and that was originally on. The, was that on the Vita? Is it was on the PSP? On the PSP. Is it a good game? It's got a high rate. It Metacritic. It's got a high it's score. It's a very good game. Cool. Mm, Stingray's gonna have to throw a game out the back of the boot now because uh, you've, you've took his cheap pop away from it. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. Um, and then other than that um, I think it's probably all I've played it's not been a, a great week for gaming it's been I've been in front of the green screen in the bunker slaving away slaving with James. away with James although as I said to you the script this week looks like a 10 pack away for thin ham so there's, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of substance here um, but I think that's that Tom I think it's time for the news we've scoured the it very is. darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories first up do you want this one Tom? Yeah, sure. Um, Voodoo. Switch Doctor conjures up a Sony remote play. That's pretty interesting. Mm, Very interesting news. Sony's doing some research into PlayStation 4's popular remote play feature, potentially uh, teasing some tantalising new ways to play. As part of a survey shared on Reddit, the manufacturer asked whether respondents would be interested in streaming their games to other devices like the Nintendo Switch or Apple TV. It also asked whether users would be enticed by an offline version of remote play. 
I think that's online version of remote play, isn't it? No, offline. So you've got to be connected when you have remote play running. So I think that they're saying that if you want to be able to game on a device other than your PlayStation 4, but not having to stream oh, PlayStation not having 4 it, yeah. on at home, i.e. maybe pull it down oh, yeah, from I'm, I'm certain people will be interested in that. Um, no word on the science behind any of that, though. Uh, in the questionnaire, the platform holder um, lists the possibility of playing previous generation games such as PS1 and PS2 via remote play. That'd, mm. be, that'd be interesting. The most interesting of all is a reference to a smaller portable on-the-go DualShock, which would include a screen and allow you to play your games in a more convenient Switch style. Interesting. So, my traitorous dogs. Well, well they do like to copy Nintendo, no, don't no, they? No, 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 no. Oh, look out. Portable on-the-go DualShock with a screen included. They've basically just described the Vita, haven't they? Well, yeah. Why not just get behind that? I'm very upset. Oh. I'm it's very dead. upset. Bury it. I tell you what, it's it's as dead as Overwatch. <laughs> oh, push! <laughs> Ric Flair in the room. Uh, what do you reckon to that? I think that'd be great if I could play some of my PS4 games on the Switch. Well, you could that. probably Honest, trade. Uh, honestly, you could that. trade your PS4 and it fits to games. No, because if they can't get this offline thing working, like you say, if it has to be streamed from a PS4, I'd happily... It'd just be nice to do if I wanted... I don't know. It gives me the option to take those Switch games on the go and the PS4 games. I don't know. Just sit through in the bunker and... Unbelievable. You're watching your store soap stories and I'm battling through Sekiro a third time. I'm watching Emmerdale while you're battling yeah. through Sekiro for so barely you, the you, first time. You helped me with the lore of the show. Is that what? Is that what? Because I watch Emmerdale. It is, yeah. <laughs> Repeats in the nineties. <laughs> so what we're going to take away from that? I thought Apple TV was an interesting. Uh, obviously, I have no it's got time to. For that. No, why is that? I just want them to stay away from the console and the gaming thing altogether. All right. So if if you had an Apple TV at home, that would be not a good way to. No, stream I just it don't across. Want them anywhere near. It's an app. Anything in mind. Like on your phone. You know the PlayStation app on your phone? No. On your Apple phone? I haven't got it actually. You app. need that. I know. Get that. I will. I resist everything. <laughs> oh. Talking to the robot so. voice. Yeah, well. My one's obviously better than yours, but well, the, the fans like have to hang on. might be uh, the voice box then. Okay, we're spoiling too much there. Do you want to take this next bit of news? It's not Christmas, nor a hill farm, but will we see a shepherd? EA is set to release four major games between now and March 2021, but will Mass Effect Trilogy get the remaster the internet and gamers everywhere demand? A Mass Effect Trilogy remaster might not be so out of the question. EA is clearly letting some of its biggest franchises take a back seat as we head into the next generation consoles. So if it wants to earn some goodwill back, the return of one of Bioware's greatest franchises is something we'd certainly appreciate. After all, the publisher has already stated it has exciting remasters of fan favourites in the works. Well, Tom, you never know. The stars Battle might actually be Battle for Middle-earth 2 would be... Whatever console that was on... Whatever console that was on, I, w I would just switch to that console. Why? <laughs> I just... To play that online against people again would be the best. If thing you saw that ever. again today, Mister, it has to be the best graphics. It has to be on a latest thing. If they just released it as it was, 
oh that frame rate would be a struggle because as you pan over the map like you would on a PC with a mouse like it'd run smooth but when you did it on console oof bit slow a little bit slow and it's knowing struggled. you you'd have made an excuse for it like <laughs> oh well that's how Sauron's eye moves <laughs> so it kind of just jags along as it does it of course the fires always of Mordor make, always, actually, always making up some crazy lore in a little bit of added news to that with EA talking about exciting things they got coming up they recently said or as of today wait our minds are we going to call this bonus news go for it you're meant to do the clap you, you do, do clap. you do a better clap than me bonus news my hands were not built for manual labour um uh, well well <laughs> <laughs> The bit of bonus news, yeah. Take uh, the skin off the private EA, areas so he yeah. has to moisturise every night. <laughs> EA have come out and said um, what they're working on for next generation is going to blow people's minds. That was it. Very, very short statement. They're just sort of... Work I, I experience think, yeah. boy got hold of EA's Twitter handle, did he? Yes. Oh, it's going to blow minds. Yeah. Is that the best he's best see, Yeah, he's seen a, um, a screenshot of what FIFA 21 yeah FIFA well FIFA 22 let's call it is that what it will be yeah that's when the graphical leap will be next one will just be a cross gen title 22 22 will look like the real deal okay last bit of news do you want this or shall I wheel it out I'll go for it what do you make oh no you better take this stop you better take this wait you take this one wait would you play a remastered Mass Effect trilogy Absolutely. What if they use the engine from Andromeda? <laughs> I've not played that, but I know it's pretty bad from what I hear. The facial animations look like, I don't know, melted you, clay. You haven't played Mass Effect 1 and 2 in a while? <laughs> no. Nor had many of the people who complained about Andromeda, I shouldn't think. Mm. It's pretty broken at times, Mass Effect 1. Yeah, 2 raises the bar a lot. I've been looking at footage of that online. Hmm thing is one knew what it was it was like a, it was basically Knights of the Old Republic but reskinned because they couldn't get the franchise because Uncle George wanted too much money <laughs> not me but Baby Yoda the mighty Baby Yoda the mighty Lucas uh, if you think <laughs> for the audio podcast Tom's doing his best George Lucas head wobble if you haven't seen Deep Fate George, George Lucas go check it you out you haven't lived have you you haven't lived, you haven't lived. It's, it's very funny <laughs> Uh, they call him BB9 because every time he says BB8 they owe me another million that's so <laughs> funny mate absolutely brilliant deep fake George Lucas yeah on YouTube go there um, ma- yeah Mass Effect trilogy one's going to need some work but I liked the more dice rolly style of it I have to admit since coming into Mass Effect 2 as I have hot off the back of one I don't like it as a cover based shooter Okay. For me, that wasn't what Mass Effect was about. So when I got into two, and it was very much cover-based shooter, I'm disappointed. You got to remember, like probably, they will have done market research around about the time, and people probably did like want want two to go more down the route of the cover-based shooter. When you look at the games that were popular around that time, no, I've just finished playing Gears. Well, Mass yeah, exactly. Like, like I think it was a popular gameplay trope of the time, so they probably focus on that more you'll see that in 3 as well it's, it's ramped up even more oh. so, mate it's still probably one of the best trilogies of the, definitely in the, the last decade easily what about the Accuser series? I haven't played them so it's a reserved judgement but we might get to some of those in our gaming moments 
It ain't broke, but fix it anyway. What's this all about? Xbox One's getting another dashboard refresh. An X inso Xbox Insider's update gives a preview of what's likely to be coming to all users. For the first time, being these features for are only for alpha users of the Insider program, so it's unclear exactly when most of the changes will roll out to the wider audience. The most noticeable interface change comes to the main home screen, which replaces the twists with dedicated rows for Game Pass, Mixer, Xbox Community, and the Microsoft Store. Microsoft, Microsoft says, what's happened to my teeth? Seem to have borrowed yours. <laughs> says you'll be able to customize the layout by adding or removing rows. This part of the update will be entering a full public release in February. The My Games and Apps UI will also be getting more content grouping settings for easy navigating, along with labels for trials and demos, and a cleaner settings menu. Welcome news. Constantly, yeah. constantly refining their product down to a very sharp point for the gamers to embrace them when the Xbox One Series X comes out. I think... Do you think sometimes interfering with user interfaces is a problem? Because we had this when we had the Blades on the 360 and we used to love that. And then they changed it. Mm. And it, it didn't really feel like they changed it for the better. Maybe, maybe not. I think if you were still using those Blades in 2000 and Nine. Oh, they look yeah, they look very outdated. It would look like yeah, it looked like you're using a PS2. Think, yeah, this is a bit, this is a bit pants. Well, look, it looked very old Windows, didn't it? Really, and I then it looked, then it ended up looking very new Windows. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, a lot of influence from those. Um, yeah, a little bit of Xbox news there too. Uh, oh no, wait, Tom's got his crayons out. Bonus <laughs> news. It's. That's my hand. I'm, I'm going to have to go. It's bonus news. It's right. been bonus news. That's why you do it. For 40 thing. episodes. And you decide to do bonus, which is two syllables, which makes no sense. And then news, which is one Don't syllable. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in charge. <laughs> you're actually in charge. Am I? <laughs> yes. Oh, like legally, so if it all goes wrong, I'm left, like, buried and sent to prison. Yeah, I've remortgaged your house three times to bankroll this show. The race stance of the unofficial control That's of podcast. exactly it. Yeah, everyone's got uh, three mortgages now. <laughs> console Crossing. What's this about, you may ask? Animal Crossing Switch console revealed. It's coming March 13th for $299 or pounds. Um, it's a pretty cool-looking console with, like, an ocean-coloured theme with matching Joy-Cons and also they're going to release a Switch carry case as well uh, that's going to be sold separately but yeah another um, iteration of a, a different s Switch colour bonus news PlayStation man bag coming out next week is there really? <laughs> like an Indiana Jones satchel that would be pretty good I'm sure there's already one of those out there must be bonus news no, there's a there's a big uh, there's a big market for people who collect consoles, isn't there? Bonus news: Xbox hat coming out next week. What's what color is this? Con is it a Switch Lite? This new no, one? no, it's a uh, dock and everything. It looks really really nice. Are you getting it? No, I ain't got a spare three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I did, I wouldn't be buying another Switch. If you bought it in pounds, you might save a bit more money because they're yeah. two hundred and seventy nine, aren't they? Or is this going to be three hundred whackers? Uh, the research pointed to $299, so I think it is... Yeah, it may translate to 280 over here. 
Uh, see how the market is. My shares in. You play uh, the market. I do. I do play the market a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get those numbers up. Do you think uh, who in the village plays the market? Lionel. <laughs> well, of course he does. Does Matthew McConaughey live on Hollywood Boulevard? What in the village? Yeah, our Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, next to Ross Kemp and Lionel Blair. He can move in if he wants. Oh, is he too edgy? He's too. He's, he's too, too big cool in for it. us, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's a bit too cool. Finster Gamer thinks that's uh, was it. Finster Gamer is that who thought? Yeah, he thought he looked a bit like uh, that's his uh, image of Stingray. But as I've said about all the right, Ray, all right, all right, he is. Wow, you really did your next level uh, method acting to become Matthew McConaughey. Why don't you become him? Why they pay him the big money? That wasn't very good. <laughs> I don't know who that was, so you don't know. <laughs> Why don't you be Matthew McConaughey for the rest no, of the show? Mate. No, not happening. No. no. Anyway, that's a page stick to me, Tom Shaw, troll. Question: Did we miss anything? Do you, do you, dear listener, have an opinion or take on the news we missed? Tom, if we missed the shadow drop of the Xbox One Series X, everyone's lining up for you the midline boys launch. Boys, this that console? I reckon you're secretly going to reveal, rip off Superman style that PlayStation shirt you've got, and reveal the Mario T-shirt. Which I'm wearing. I need to the one the mic, don't I? <laughs> I keep getting away from the mic. Sorry, listeners. I uh, do apologise. Get very relaxed. I'm back the scuttling money in the desperate attempt to make sure <coughs> I can buy both yeah. of those consoles come cool. Christmas time. So we're well covered on the podcast. I can just stick with the switch. Yeah. Bonus. <laughs> Nearly wiped my mic out. We're not a hokey cokey podcast for nothing, Tom. No. Uh, bonus news. Apparently, Nintendo said they're not releasing any new Switch models um, this year. Bonus news. Yes. That's the end of the news. Anyway, we better move on. They said that no new consoles, no Pro Switch. Nothing. No, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, I've heard them say that before. Though. That's going to be a melted yeah. glob of plastic by the end of the year if they're going to yeah. try and run that latest Doom on it and all that latest stuff. Mm, is they're going to have to have something big to two D Mario game? Not. Well, I'll do an isometric Mario game. What? What do you? Pre- we'll make what it some Mario. Let's, really let's have big. a little. Let's have a little wager. Oh. What do you think will be their big Christmas game to combat PS5, Xbox Series X? What are they going to wheel out? Zelda Gasp of the Wild 2. That would be my guess as well. Or bet you 50p. I'll bet you 50p it's Mario Kart 9. Yeah, I was playing that the other day, the James Work Experience Board. It's 8. Yeah. yeah. So... F- I had a Joy-Con upside down. I was pressing the buttons, and you know, what's that game become? You're not playing with the best controller there, though, are you? To experience, what's that? That? it's still an amazing game. What's that game become? In what way? It's just Mario Kart. It's no different. Mm, it is. There's gliders. You're flying. Oh, they're gonna have to. You can't just keep having them going round a track. As oh. in, like you just normal racetrack. Oh, okay. So in your red, Formula One has to be hover cars, laser guns, no, machine guns. No, because that's Formula One. It's like a simulation of an official thing. No, I'm not talking a real the game. Thing. I'm talking the actual sport. You want them to have like machine guns and things <laughs> on the cars, do you? So, oh, you got damn right. You got to come back next year with something better, boys. <laughs> you got to come back with something better. I'd argue that that is an established thing, and and people don't want it to change. Where I think Mario Kart would 
this the established thing of people just don't want it. No, they don't. No, they would. Like it would become stale. People like innovation in video games. Hmm. Look how well VAR goes down in in well in, in football at the minute that's a, a tiny well it's not tiny it's something that's changed and it's massive uproar I think what's VAR guy? VAR what's that? it's like a video I think it stands for video assisted referee oh. um, but yeah it can obviously alter decisions and it's changed the sport a bit we're lost in the weeds we are uh, we're gibbering but anyway Mario Kart. Back, what, no, I, I no. hope you. Sh- I hope you play that with a different controller and enjoy it. Because playing it on a Joy-Con is like a well, since PCSO like this podcast mediocre way of playing. Since PCSO Ross Kemp answered the phone to James's mummy, you're not allowed within a 200 meter radius, which was made recording this show very difficult. Okay, you got a restraining order put on you against young James. <laughs> <laughs> Those rough abrasive hands of yours can damage a small man's skin. Now, did we <laughs> did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Tom, how do the collective masses interact with us to let us know that they were queued, waiting for the shadow drop of the Xbox One Series X? You can direct messages on Twitter or Instagram, as many of you do, or reach us via email at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. We've certainly welcomed the new listeners in with some deep lore. And the lore of where the show is set in the factual fictional village of Farmerton. I love how, yeah, was it the the aftermath where you're like in the fictional village and everything <laughs> up until that point you were like, oh, don't break the fourth wall, whatever you do. <laughs> don't break the fourth and wall. And then it's like, boom, gone. I'll, I'll do what I want. Well, they've come here for the feature, the crown jewel in what we call the show. Uh, and this one's certainly, it's a belter. This is your best gaming moments feature. Uh, so in the last decade, games have really come of age. There's the hobby. Just checking how many pages there are. <laughs> like I say, Tom, it's like a ten-pack of wafer-thin ham when you've already had five of them, so <laughs> don't be hanging around here for too much. <laughs> so we thought there was no better time. Let's start again. It's the, it's the crown jewel of the show, this is. So in the last decade, games have really come of age as the hobby and we thought there was no better time to discuss our best gaming moments and yours in the last decade. So be it an awesome experience in a game, be it visually or audio, or that epic team experience of buddies or complete randoms ended up being something special. Maybe it was acquiring that console of your youth you so fondly remembered, or maybe even a game that's escaped your grubby mitts for years now. We talk hours while discussing yours. Tom, if they wanted to get involved, in future episodes and get some awesome stuff in on the show yeah we probably need to keep the noise down because mums is probably trying to watch Crime Watch we do yeah um, how would they get in touch and get in on the feature and don't forget dear dear listener if your comments are awesome enough you could win a prize from Adam the Artist do we need to do a monthly prize soon don't worry Adam the Artist has built an elaborate timepiece on the wall it's like a Swiss clock where people come out depending on the time of day Uh, and when it comes out and rings the bell ding he messages me via carrier pigeon and I I'm glad you've got that sorted I don't have time for those sort of oh you should see it you know in uh, Grantham the market town of Grantham yes in Lincolnshire 
Yes. People need to Google this because this, this is something that not many people, they'll think this oh, is Oh, you're on about the thing in the Morrison yeah, Centre. I'm talking about the thing in the Morrison Centre. <laughs> they'll, think, they'll think I've been too near the creosote again, Tom. And uh, I might take James the Work Experience Boy down to see this because he's, he's a bit bored as soon as he can't come down the bunker when you're around. In there <laughs> is a clock and there's a lion. <coughs> I don't know what it's made out of. It's probably polystyrene. But it's tail rings a bell doesn't mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't an apple drop down something like that something yeah, to do Isaac with Isaac Newton, Newton. Yeah. I don't know why it's a, a lion I wonder if there's images on Google they're going to have to search it aren't they but this is a true thing for our international audience Morrison Centre Grantham Lincolnshire UK lion clock search click images not too much there to type in boom They've got a rewind 10 second thing. They have, they have. Skip back, have a listen. Tom, tell me one of your. I think Mumsy's having a. I think Mumsy's having a Tupperware party in the next door. Is she? Yeah. So we're in the abandoned BBC. We're, we're in our abandoned nuclear bunker and we're in the BBC recording suite doing the podcast. I think Mumsy's having a Tupperware party. Is that what she told us last time? But it was actually one run by Dirty Doris and it was one of those. Um, Annabelle New character <laughs> Annabelle Summers parties Oh, played it on the legal line Playing it clean Smooth well, line. All I saw was a load of receptacles to keep batteries in And they weren't Game Boys <laughs> So I assume they were Tupperwares Maybe some sort of battery storage devices Why they got glowing lights on and stuff though Who knows Yep, that's what I saw in the evidence bag. PCSO <laughs> Ross Kemp took out of your bedroom. <laughs> uh, well, we better talk about... we. So the reason we came about with this idea of the feature, we obviously had our best games of the decade. We've been asleep. We woke up. You had a dream. Like, yeah. Doc Brown it in his head. I just felt the like there's still a lot that happened in the last decade in gaming that that's why we wanted to hear from you the listeners to see whether you um, had any favourite sort of memories from the past 10 years of, of gaming it could have been anything as we've said pull one out the top of your head Tom what's one of your best gaming moments I'm going to take one from Arkham Knight which mm. I played on the Xbox One mm. it was the final part of the trilogy not including the other sort of spin-off uh, Arkham game which was good it's not quite as good as the main trilogy and this sees you... It was a bit like Transformers 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this sees you as, as um, Batman one last time. And it's everything raised up to 10. You've got the Batmobile. City's bigger. More enemies. Bringing in lots of new villains. Um, you've got the sort of Arkham Knight character who is revealed to be a certain member of Batman's past. Ooh, I'll save that yeah. one just in case, but... Well, we're going to go into spoilers a little bit here. So if you play an Arkham Knight, just switch off for a few seconds. Um, so there's a point in the game, Joker dies in Arkham City, second game. He's dead, proper dead. Start of the third game, he's incinerated. And he's, he's goodbye, Joker. He's gone for good. Which is a bold move for a game. It's mm-hmm. like considering the comics and the films. It's bold to kill him off. Um but you find out he's like infected certain people and he's also infected Batman yes, and it gets so into good. his head but the, one of the best bits in the game comes about when you play as the Joker 
and you like it's about it's very bizarre like you, you see that chaotic side to him but because this is happening through Scarecrow's uh, poison toxin that's some of the best bits it, in that it's trilogy. to do with like the Joker's actual fear is revealed to be not being relevant to being forgotten mm-hmm. and the way this thing ends playing as a Joker you then control Batman you you beat him into this cell which goes off and he's just like being carried away and that's his great fear come true that he will be forgotten he's just put to back batman has put him out of his mind and then it cuts to batman he looks at scarecrow he's like i'm not afraid he's like he's conquered that actual fear toxin which is really cool i think that's awesome as a batman fan um and he um then grabs scarecrow and injects him with his own medicine and that's sort of towards the end of the game that's possibly one of the most eloquent most beautiful things you've ever said on this show that's good that was good I like that that whole sh- that that episode's pretty good because they that, that all that part 3 part 3A if you include the rather bizarre Christmas in Gotham as I call it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the Gotham the, a good thing about that game is the boss battles were really well done I thought the fight against Deathstroke was excellent like a very equal for Batman but going uh, back to going back to Arkham Knight yes you know that game starts with you actually holding down the incinerator to burn the Joker it does yeah leaving you yeah, in yeah. no uncertain terms that he's dead when you see him yeah because even, even then going into the incinerator you're like he's going to come alive in a minute he's going to come alive in a minute but you know, and then and you watch the burn further and further yeah like, mm, no he's not coming back from that yeah which one is it where he does that song and dance routine the Joker mm. I think it may be night there's a lot obviously it, it, you play a lot of games over the course of 10 years and this is about the moments that you really remember so um, forgive us if some of it is a little hazy and not 100% accurate but we will try to be and I think do you want to uh, do another one and then we'll do a listener listener memory yeah I'll um, I'll chuck this one out there we've talked about it at the top of the show okay I'll bring it out again Mass Effect 3 the Alliance we're going to go spoilers spoilers again Oh no, honestly, do you want me to? I can dumb it down a bit for you because dumb it right down. It's not going to sound as good. We'll pick another one. You're banned from speaking about Mass Effect on this show. Cover your ears, <laughs> honestly. Cover your ears. So, listeners, he's covering his ears. Mass Effect Three: The Fleet arrives. You've got such a resonating droney voice that it's actually resonating through the bone structure of my forearms and elbows, and I'm hearing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what a listener feels like thanks maybe you should cover your ears and let me know what a listener sounds like from my point of view I'll do that Mass Effect 3 the fleet arrives you've assembled everybody you can in the galaxy yeah in number 3 everyone you know the relays how basically um, uh. hyperspeed or whatever you want to call it in different genres of I'm going to regret this episode, so I'm taking a mortal wound here, here in this. But, 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 you know, like the immortal Major Tom, maybe I'll You've seen this scene in Rise of the Skywalker, spoilers for that as well. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) A couple of episodes ago, I did say you were the guy outside the cinema, so I'm going to sweat him for a Palpatine does. But it's done so much better in Mass Effect 3, because you feel so much more for all these 
ships that are appearing and you decide that is everyone assembled to fight a greater threat and it's what you'd want to see in a sci-fi epic we were talking earlier about independence day before the show went on weren't we now i was ranting about how i didn't like two because it wasn't what i wanted of like this big human kind standing against alien invasion it was just i a don't bit quite like know why you were wanting like you know a I martin scorsese epic when <laughs> you know the first independence day was written on the back of a cigarette packet so i'm going to avoid any more spoilers about the mass effect 3 it's basically fleet arriving to launch one final battle against uh, the reapers okay that was another one of mine oh, shall well, we hear from a listener yes i'll let me wield in the immortal the longest serving most loyalist of fans as we dub him here the barber who games got in touch on insta to say honestly there are so many possible answers to this question considering i started hardcore collecting in 2009 my biggest accomplishment was getting my hands on a complete copy of panzer dragoon saga or my complete lunar series collection gaming wise it was probably discovering persona 4 golden my fave game of all time for the first time Honestly, my favourite gaming moment was probably joining Instagram gaming community last year and discovering all the others who share the hobby. I could go on for hours, to be honest. Well, thank you, the Barber Who Games. He's uh, he's got Panzer Dragoon Saga, Tom. He's a proper big boy. Yeah, it's nice he's mentioned um, playing his, his favourite game, which is Persona 4 Golden. Have you played that? No, I haven't. Have uh, you played Persona 4? No, is it about I, I could do with knowing whether where to jump in on the Persona series? Which well, I think that you could jump on them with any of them, and four. Well, you haven't got any. Device. I've always heard the best things about five. So. Oh yeah, know. you've got a device you can play. F- you could play five. Yeah, it's on the Ab- PS4. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, nice. Um, he's obviously. Why, why don't you see if you can pick that up? And then you could do a lovely evil well, layer on that four hundred hour game. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it's, it's long, isn't it? Um, yeah, nice to hear about his collections there. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. It's, a, it's quite a rare one, that is, isn't it? You're the collector. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big books. But I, one thing I'd say about that is um, if you didn't play it at the time, if you picked it up now for anything other than investment, I think you'd be a little bit perplexed by it. Yeah. Because it's not the on-rail shooter that the others are. Oh, really? It's a free-roaming, kind of free-roaming, kind of free-fighting... Wow. It's kind of turn-based fighting, I believe, from yeah. memory. It's uh, it's a strange concoction, but many many call it an awesome bit of kit. Mm. But you never played it. You played any of the Panzer Dragoons? I think probably one that was re-released on the Xbox original. No, Panzer Dragoon Auto came out on the, That's uh, the one. Xbox yeah. original, didn't it? Um, nice that he mentions the gaming community on Instagram. Uh, I think that's great. That, that we're obviously trying to become a big part of that with your help we have made small strides into that yeah. and hopefully bigger ones uh, in the new in this 2020 well when the retrospective listening to this episode in 2030 well <laughs> how uh, the, how how they were wrong <laughs> how the mighty have fallen how the how the media me scandal in the sun newspaper well that's going to happen any week isn't it is it yeah yeah PCSO Ross Kemp left his evidence book out in the wagon and horses. Well, I thought he'd been promoted to DCI after his work. Oh, maybe. And I called it the wagon and horses. Since it's been rebuilt, it's now a wine bar. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. The grapes. The grapes. The grapes wine bar. Who runs that? 
ooh, I don't know, some sort of highbrow kind of guy. You're the guy for the law. Okay. New character oh, coming up. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you call him. Derek Guerrero. Derek Guerrero. Adam the artist, get your notepad out. Latin, Latin friend of the family. Um, Should, wouldn't he be more Italian? Wouldn't he be called like Javier? Or Javier, as you would call him. <laughs> That's Spanish. Or whatever. Um... Tony for Tony. No, he's he's like one of them fake Italians who is clearly as English as I don't know what's very English English mustard. Why don't we call him Tony Ditterly, the man from Italy? Tony Ditterly, the man from Italy. I like it. <laughs> Done. New listeners, if you hate this law, please tell us because we never get much feedback on the law. So it's either people really hate it or they really love it. Mumsy says she likes the law, but okay. then again, she likes your drawing that you did on the fridge. Yeah, Mumsy just likes everything I do, so. What's your next gaming moment of, of all time? Is it my turn to pick one out? Are you going to pick one off there? No, I'll make my own as I go. Oh, okay. You better have one then. Over the last decade? Yeah. Or just of all time? What do you want? Of the last decade, I think. Okay. You don't want me to wheel out a Commodore VIC-20 memory? No, no, no. You no, don't no, want no, that? No, no, no. The listeners want that. They'll get it one day. Or the, the ever-promised games of our lives. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think of the last decade... Hmm. Shemmy 3? The what, the annou- announcement? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, it's happening. Yeah. And I pulled it's myself out of the retro scene and jumped straight back deep <laughs> into modern console <laughs> gaming. What can I play that Shemmy 3 on? PS4, I'm getting one Get of it them. now. Yeah. Uh, and then... Then what? Then what? Then it came. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't believe. I actually towards those closing weeks, and we mentioned it on the podcast. I just wasn't feeling the vibe for it, and I know others have played it and enjoyed it. I'm glad you have, but I don't know whether it's too little, too late. It's not as good as Yakuza. Yeah, I think there's just been too much since then. They should have got. If that, that had come a couple team. of years after two, everyone had been loving it. They should have got that Yakuza team to make it. Yeah. Well, I think that would have been good. Not forgetting, we did the research, Tom. It was then that did the legwork. So work. Shenmue 3 reveal for you. Yeah, that's a pretty nice. good one. Yeah. Have I got another one? Have you? Rediscovering the Yakuza series. <laughs> that's He's a special. fan of the Japanese man. Oh. <laughs> I am. I am a fan of the Japanese men. You're right. I'll take another... Loyal, dear listener. Go for it. Uh, who we're going to have here? Finster Gamer. Achieving the impossible in gaming, be it through a platinum trophy or a record-broken accomplishment, and for me, 100% Red Dead 2 was my Everest. It was an absolute pleasure to tackle the gargantuan task in what I consider to be the game of the decade. Not only that, but the honour of reaching its summit is a pride that will take something special to beat. Red Dead 2 took everything from me, and I would happily give it all over again he's a man who's finished Red Dead completely that is an epic um, undertaking uh, I mean filling out the quite rightly um, his comments have won him a t-shirt that says the man who finishes games let's see the Finston Gamer is it's in his name and because he's such a loyal fan of the show we've actually woven him into the lore of Farmerton and he's actually got the video game shop in the village yeah, it is rentals, old school. 
No, he doesn't. Ah, 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 ah. He does. He doesn't do rentals. Because there's someone else in the village who does rentals. I thought they were like minor rivals. No. Partners. No. Don't mention okay. that. Okay. Let's not The dust has settled the and the cart. smoke has cleared from the rental riots that went on in 2005 between Finster Gamer, Nigel Netflix. Remember when. <laughs> That's one for the ones that actually pay attention. Do you remember when you came up with that very strange random guy that was that come up with Netflix, Stingray's cousin or brother or something like that? I've Nigel made that many characters in the. Nigel Farquhar the Third made his money from coming up with Netflix. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Yeah, I tried to forget. Should we do another? Should we? Yeah. Do I, well, on the subject of Red Dead Two, I'm going to take um, Arthur's Last Ride. How many episodes what? can you talk about this? <laughs> this will be. This will be 41. <laughs> I haven't, to be fair, I've not mentioned Red Dead 2 for 42, a while. including the pilot. Okay. Um, one of the pinnacles in that game for me was your final sort of ride back to camp as Arthur. You've just... After your holiday. After, after your holiday. <laughs> You've basically been and saved uh, Abigail Marston, Sadie Adler, from the, the wretched FBI agent. And... Um, you're heading back to camp and people are going their separate ways and Arthur sort of says, well, I've got to go and have a little chat and you're like, yeah, it's on now. Oh, this last ride. Yeah. yeah. And then he sort of, he leaves Abigail and Sadie to go their separate ways and sort of, I think, um, I think at that point we think John, or they think John Marston is dead. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's going to, Arthur's going to go and basically finish any problems with the remaining members of the gang mainly Micah who he's not getting on with and there's obviously the, the few Mika, Micah Mika, Micah Peter <laughs> Potato so yeah he, he gets on the horse reaches in the saddle bag pulls out his classic hat like he's had for all the game if you've been playing like a true Arthur Morgan fanboy um, and don't change your hat don't change your horse Anyway, uh, obviously, puts on the hat and then it pans out and you go into the gameplay and you ride into this really beautiful song, uh, That's the Way It Is, by uh, Daniel Daniel Lenoy, I think is the pronunciation. But anyway... Tippy we, Listen I to know, it on the way I'm not good with the names. Uh, <laughs> riding back to camp and all the like voices echo in Arthur's head of various people you've met throughout the game. You get more depending on if you've done a lot more of the side missions and his sort of tran- transformation from uh, not a bad character but to what you class as a bad man he's done some bad things uh, and obviously obvious redemption that he goes through depending on how you play the game I just thought that was really well put together uh, fired you up a little bit as well just uh, when you get back to the camp and you have that final showdown oof that was muddy, wasn't it? Yeah, brutal. Um, but we'll not touch on that because it's, it's not the... It was the actual ride back that I thought was... Okay, poignant. well, let me bring in another loyal fan. Dubai Jim, the man who did Dubai more Jim. playground deals back in the day than Wayne Ray. He, uh, in, your, in your own law, Dubai Jim, who is a real listener, did big off swapping a Game Gear for a Mega Drive and uh, made it big time in Dubai. Oh, yes, that's right. Best gaming moments for the last decade, he says. Hmm. 
for all the amazing gaming WoW moments, nothing quite compares to the moment your firstborn picks up the controller and plays with you on PS4 in the same way my grandfather did with me on Atari VCS 2600. Although my brother-in-law introduced me to Borderlands 2, Fallout 3 and Skyrim at the start of the decade, changing me from a platformer stroke arcade gamer into someone who enjoys playing those much longer, bigger boy <laughs> games. There's a true listener of the show, Tom, yeah. talking about the bigger boys. Some uh, some nice comments there about the sort of family involvement um, that can make those great gaming moments happen in life. Mm. Should we do another loyal listener? Shall I do yeah. that? Yeah, uh, I'll take... The next one, uh, Red. Well, I want the next okay. one. Okay, well, you have the next one. Yeah, you, always, you, you read out his nice words last time. I want to read d- out I'll his do nice Chronicles one. of a Game. That's a good comment. Yeah, he's a, oh, go on then. Chronicles of a Game says, To be honest, despite all the great games I've played, I would have to say getting the Platinum in For Honor with my friends Marlon, Charlie, my nephew Jarrell, and my stepfather Danny was amazing. Uh, we had a great spring and summer with that game and I even recorded some of the games and added them to YouTube. My stepfather wasn't the greatest but he had an excellent moment where we all were dead in the final moments of the game and won a 2 on 1. Revived us all and we won the match in a terrific story. See, that is a great example. I know we're, I play a bit of online gaming. You don't so much. I think there are some good moments to be had like that on there. Uh, especially those like last-ditch attempts by someone who is a member of the group who's probably not like not quite as good as everyone else, and they pull off like that once in a lifetime, never to be repeated moment of glory, and wow. um, that kind of leads me into one of wait. Chronicles a gamer. He's yes. he's he's, he's uh, trying his hand at the podcasting malarkey. Is he get on his page? Dig is in. He? Follow his links. If he, if he would like some voiceovers. Maybe Players 2 could become Players 3. You mean that sort of stuff? When you tried I to don't betray know who me that was. And left. I that don't was know you. Who that was. On a pre record. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Where, anyway, Crown's a good gamer. Go to his page on Insta. Follow, follow, follow like and share and do all that stuff and go check his podcast out it's for bigger boys though there's going to be some swear words and bits of okay. in it so some of the younger listeners don't go clicking on on that but yep. to the more mature listener you'll enjoy it it's good stories stories about New York and games so you can't really get much more rock and roll than that he's going to be talking about Empire State Building and we're talking about the lion that dings a bell with its tail at Grantham <laughs> Shopping Centre <laughs> yeah and then we went and saw the Yankees, and then we went to see the Grantham Town FC play or Farmerton. Economies of scale, Tom. It's economies of scale. I'll do another listener. This one's an absolute belter. It's the console serial killer. Another listener that's embedded himself deep in the lore of the show to the point where he, in one of my fever dreams, obviously kicked the creosote over and soaked my pillow. Retro gamer Thomas. He's a console serial killer. He, he eats his way through his collection one very rare circuit board at a time uh, tell you when we haven't said hello to for a while Donna hey. hello Donna hello Donna um, why don't they crack two tins of their special IPA that he's picked up don't spill it in the gaming room though that's PCSO Kemp will be up he'll arrest you quick as you can sk- skip a 
I don't know what it is. Anyway, two memories spring to mind for me. He says, my first when I was featured in Retro Gamer Magazine for my collection and my old game shed. I have so many great memories from that shed, from gaming tournaments to old friends just coming around for beers and gaming sessions till the sun comes up. I miss that a lot. Secondly, I would have to say finding this podcast. It's an absolutely fantastic community run by two awesome chaps. The podcast has been a big plus for me and my family in a very difficult year. Thanks, George and Tom, and James the Work Experience Boy, for everything on a weekly basis. I like him because he tells me and you how great I am. See how the T is capital there. Tom, he put me first before James, but second after you, so. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently in the evidence book, you're always behind James. Oh. <laughs> you leave it out there for me I'll take it I will you're, you're what's your dog. next game I shouldn't joke really because we're not allowed to comment on things that are going through a legal process are we I don't think it I don't. I think we're okay with that one <laughs> what's uh, <sighs> pull it, get your I see what you've done a little bit long, like one of your parties that you arrange outside of the village. You've put all these moments in a bag, and it, as people arrive, they pull out a name, see who it is, and then they partner off. What's this next article you're pulling out the of the bag of dreams, Tom? Nintendo's comeback. So, the the don't say that the Wii U wasn't successful. I was going to talk about the Wii U. It was just such a I'm sure we'll look back on it with hatred. Do you look back <laughs> on that, you know, now that you're sort of, I think you were maybe married at the time, I can't remember, but, you know, you've left the bunker here, me on my own. Very lonely it is. Very, very lonely <laughs> it is. Just me, Mumsy, and uh, a wheelchair-bound Lord Ponselbury. Yes. But uh, the Wii U was a time when you had first sort of cracked out on your own yeah, with the, the good lady. The one it was. Takes yeah. you away from me. And it's probably pre, it's probably pre-marriage as well. So you were like carefree, money to burn, literally. Literally. You had the Wii U as your main gaming system. <laughs> you can't even say that, and people people can't take me seriously as Part a gamer. Well. On here I did as well because I got sucked into your fever dream. <laughs> uh, into you the Nintendo the hype. Maybe you'll come home if I buy this. I did come home. <laughs> and then immediately kick the doors clean off throw it in a bin but anyway you were happy no screaming youngster in your ears yeah you was carefree lazy Sundays lazy Saturdays lazy Fridays it was lazy, lazy everything because there's no games to play on it for about six months but you know in the same way I look at the Dreamcast because it kind of maybe came at a time where I had money to burn lots of great games came out on it that appealed to me as a person and it was like a reasonably you know nice memory for me mm. and it encapsulated a console and a time do you think the Wii U holds that sort of candle you look back to your little first place and you look back to the little setup you had no probably better than I the setup I just that don't you've got think now it was very good oh I think it was not a very good console it was built like a but you were allowed consoles in the bigger boys room then under the big time. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I I don't know. I just think it was um, ten years out of date. It felt real cheap. We've been through all this anyway. Um, but yeah, 
the Nintendo comeback, which is one of my gaming moments of the decade, kicked off with the Nintendo Switch reveal event. I remember staying up late to watch it. Uh, one of those classic sort of what things please, we please. do as a gamer. Please wanted to get the latest information. Nothing can be as bad as what they've just done. Because to what? me, well, that's what you. Oh, the, yeah, 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 the the Wii U. Yeah, to I me, mean, at the time, that was two back to back. I know the Wii was commercially successful, very yeah, successful, but it was. But from a gamer point, I, of I view, remember um, me getting the Wii on launch, coming round yours and and demoing it to you and. We were both pretty impressed, but then as it went on and it got more successful... And yeah, but when you realised it was all smoke and mirrors and you could actually play bowling just sat down by flicking your wrist a tiny little bit... Yeah, but they knew it was for gamers, so and everybody, would be lazy. everybody, when you first got the Wii, everyone stood up with the bowling ball, did the little wiggle. Granny, she bought a Wii, she did the little wiggle. She was like, oh, it's like I'm down the bowling alley. Pull it all the way back. All them times you go down the bowling alley. forward... <laughs> My gran used to be in a 10-pin bowling league. Really? Yeah, I thought Amazing. you might remember that. She had grandmother, seemingly, so I don't, <laughs> know how that, I don't know how you don't remember that. Probably, <laughs> I don't know, time in Vietnam. Anyway, digressing. The Wii was commercially a success, and everyone had one. Yeah. Seemingly. Had about four of them, apparently, by the <laughs> amount that it sold. Yeah. Uh, for us as gamers... Not that real great. Really. No, it wasn't. Felt it like was a, a well move away from the stuff we, that we had loved. Then the Wii U came out that looked like it was actually a console, and then it wasn't. Mm. It's funny now for three generations that they've chose to be behind on the graphical side of things. And resolution, you could argue, as well. Like, Wii was not HD. Oh, they've made that, that USP now, haven't they? Mm. Fuzzy graphics. I think the Wii suffered the most of all, not having HD not nice going from your nice crisp Xbox 360 to putting the Wii on was ugh ugh yeah not nice a man who won't play a, even a five day old game no it's not the latest game uh, yeah so we better get back to this Nintendo Switch re- reveal event I thought they nailed everything they hyped it up they, they showed a Mario game that was releasing within probably six months of that reveal that event which was unheard of at the time was this Odyssey yeah, uh, and and showing that trailer, everyone was like, "Yeah, this is open world sandbox, sandbox Mario again." What everyone wanted to see, Breath of the Wild trailer, Splatoon two, uh, the Arms boxing game was something new and interesting. Uh, Wild see, Arms, oh yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It's not a bad little game. Though. I think um, it it probably hasn't sold as many. It's going to be one of those titles people I'm go. Not so that that should have had a sequel. Like it probably so shouldn't have it was good as a one-off and it's a good laugh um, it's with a tech demo it is a little bit yeah it's a, it's a, it's a polished tech demo isn't it um, designed to show the sort of Joy-Cons and what they can how they can be it should have been it should have been a, one of the extra games in 1, 2, 3, Switch I sometimes or whatever wonder where it sold a bit more with a punch-out license behind it maybe oh maybe yeah but yeah, that that for me was a real standout. Has it had a punch out? No, it hasn't. Yeah, they're missing out then. Aren't yeah, they? there was one on the Wii. I think that was the last. They one. Did they did a cow did. milking simulator, but never thought. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, but yeah, uh, Switch's gone from strength to strength. So you know, great to see you the know comeback. In one two Switch. Have you got that? I did have that. I never played it. So you never did the guess how many uh, ice cubes in the glass. 
No, I'm, I'm quite disappointed to trade that really because I, I got it for one family Christmas, but we ended up playing um, snipper clips. Who wants to be a millionaire on PS2? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one for me. Snipper clips. You tried to tell me that was a good game. It's it not is a good it? game. It's a really well-made little indie game by a British company. You support that stuff. Oh God, let me get behind it. Yeah. Have you still got it? You'll be telling me next in ten years. Have you still the best got it? Game ever made. Yes. It's digitally downloaded. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> reason. How much you give me for this? Two pounds. Uh, do you want to take, take the uh, last reader comment and then I'll do maybe one or two more moments before we close out? Well, you can do one more because we've got some list of reviews. Yeah. And then I've got some news. Okay. Bonus news after the listener reviews. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll keep your sweats on. What's that well, going to be? Well, you can get your sweats on, boy. Is <laughs> it the court case? <laughs> <laughs> You've acknowledged it's real now, so everyone's now going to be like tapping on the Instagram, tapping on the Twitter. What's all this news about him? PTSO, Ross Kemp, James and Court. Well... I don't think they will, but he may not go. be on the show. Or we'll be doing it. You'll be phoning in for the next ten, fifteen. <laughs> the last years. phone call. Yeah, it's going to be a long stretch. That is, comic picture seventy nine. The immortal Adam, the artist from the village. Yeah, you better swear. Uh, he's the man who organises all the merch for the show. If you want to wear a t-shirt, the immortal, the man who finishes game slogan. Maybe Stingray's Sunset Neon Road one with the. Stingray's Nissan Bluebird disappearing into the horizon on a 80s theme background or any of the characters that we've mentioned we didn't do the bag I think we're going to do the bag after no. this we'll do the bag because we've got some new special character Tom's invented to wheel out <laughs> yes 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 some of the show ended up on the cutting room floor today listeners but I think I think we should bring him in anyway if you want a t-shirt of Major Tom, Debs Babs, Private Finster Game, Gamer, Radbash Gaming, The Elite, Chemical Warrior, or maybe you even want a picture of PCSO Ross Kemp and Retro Gamer Thomas on a t-shirt, that can be arranged. You can also have them as prints and would be very grateful uh, for such things to happen. Anyway, on Instagram, he trades as ComicPictures79. And he says, I've played and enjoyed a lot, a lot of games. Many of them have been awesome. Far too many cool moments to list. Done every hard raid in Destiny with a great group of lads. Played loads of cool online stuff with my bro. Won my first solo PUBG. What was better than all of that was playing and completing the whole of Unravel 2 in co-op with Michelle Fincham. As much as I generally love playing good games, I can honestly say that playing this as a couple is one of the most funny and rewarding little games I've ever played, ever. And so inspired by this, Michelle Fincham comes back with, Unravel was a decent game. There's some difficult bits, but we smashed it eventually. Great fun. So a couple who listen to the show, commenting on the show, enjoying games. Let's be what it's all about, Tom. It is. Now, in a very self-indulgent way, you are going to take us to the bridge this week. Yeah, I am. What's your, what's your self-indulgent? Uh, this has almost been, do you know, in a way, this has almost been like uh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Do you remember this is my, uh, was it called This Is My Life? Yeah, with um, hey, gone back and watched the ones on YouTube with Gary Glitter. Oof. What's he like? Wheel. <laughs> he's he's dodge. You just want to watch it. He's he's 
he's got this like woman sat next to him and he's, she says something he like gives her like a, I think a tap on the leg or something he's like giving it the, the no like the shake in the head dodgy bloke well, when we le- when we uh, wheel Lord Ponsonbury up with his uh, judge's wig on <laughs> into the village hall to sit the case of Tommy UK seventy three versus James the Work Experience Boy, maybe you'll be tapping Mumsy on the leg and saying no, no. You'll be on the hashtag Me Too bandwagon. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, do you remember I listened to this the other day as well? I've up your meds this week because uh, me and Dexter Fletcher are off to E3. Don't you worry about it. You just keep <laughs> taking them meds. He's got form, PCSO, Ross Kemp. He's got form. <laughs> he has got form. What's your last gaming moment of the decade? I have a few that I'm going to just quickly read By the off. way, these have been some of your absolute best. So, work. Quick rundown. Emerging from the cave, Breath of the Wild. On that note, yes. Hmm, probably one a decade ago. No, it wasn't. You're on about uh, Oblivion, aren't you? Mm, that was just as that was almost Mediocre. as good as that was Breath it? of the Wild. Was it? Without Oblivion, Cave Emergence, there wouldn't have True, been I'll no give you Breath that. of the Wild okay, I'll give Cave you that. Emergence. I'll give you that. There? No. Uh, so emerging from the cave, Breath of the Wild, winner, winner, chicken dinner on PUBG. Yep. Uh, everyone is here. Reveal for Smash Ultimate the reveal mm. of that game mm. defeating Ishin the Sword Saint Sekiro getting a play of the game on Overwatch and lastly for me it's not a game I talk about much which will refresh you George um, well not too many spoilers because this is one of my next games to, to dabble with off my chair Jester the king sits there Final Fantasy 15 this is very end game stuff um Noctis, the main character, along with his four friends. There's a bit of a time jump in the game. You go to confront the final boss. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm, I, I don't want to spoil too much because you've not played it, and it's just a bit of a an epic stare down, and there's quite an emotional moment between you and your four friends who they do a really good job of um, like simulating that that close friendship. And the fact that these three friends of his are like his bodyguards, also they're like his his royal guard, and they will they will always look after him, and it's also his responsibility to look after them. I think they portray that really well. Um, the the line I read out there off my chair, just so the king sits there, is is quite an epic line when it's delivered, and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. And chucking that real time combat into Final Fantasy really worked yes, well. Because uh, I've, I've, I think it's awesome. I can't wait to play Final Fantasy VII with the same engine. I've um, sort of like, mm, yeah, is it me or is it not me? I, no, is it, it works. Me, is it not me? And well, you quite like Devil May Cry One, didn't you? I'm not going to say it's like that. It's not that much like that, but it's it's a lot more action based, definitely. Because obviously, it's, it's is it like Kingdom Hearts? Yes, that's a good comparison. Really. I think so, yeah. Because oh, I've played some Kingdom Hearts. What you can flick the bad guys in the air and like whack them, whack, oh, whack, whack, whack. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit. Um, it's very outlandish. Like it's not ultra realistic. It's not like knights fighting with swords and shields and stuff. It's um, pretty out there. And yeah, that that final confrontation in Final Fantasy Fifteen this, this elevated it for me. 
that Xbox One journey, there was not a lot of standout stuff, but that was the one game I got it, played it over Christmas, and was like, yeah, I, I think that's... How many hours is it? 40 hours? Yeah, around that, 35, 40. What age rating is it? I'd say a 15. Hmm. Are you thinking... Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, the... Yeah, I think... Break character, get the kids on it. Yeah, just double check on that age rating, but I think um, I think that's good. So yeah, I've had some awesome moments over the last decade. The PUBG uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner was pretty awesome. Um, I think that deserves a lot more praise than it gets. Fortnite has obviously clearly destroyed it. Um, it's obviously a more adult game. Um, has it destroyed it though? I guess it kind of. It's has. still got its players, but to me that. That was one of the first battle royale games. The bigger boys, it is, battle yeah. Royale. Um, so yeah, that's me. Super realistic, as you'd claim to tell me. <laughs> Super realistic, yeah. Guy with metal pan and shirt and tie going rampant with a uh, Tom. a welder's mask on. It's uh, this week we've got some listener reviews. Yep. So I'll pick uh, two of the finest examples. Okay. But. Uh, I'm going to get a bit controversial. Okay. The fans, since you throat chopped it like a worthless piece of slime, the, uh, let me tell you one thing. Okay, I'm listening. Pushing its hand up out of the soil like an undead creature. <laughs> Listener Stingray. I want to bring it back next week. Maybe just. Maybe just one time. Like an Undertaker return at WrestleMania. Yeah, like Mick Foley. You keep <laughs> retiring it, it has a retirement party, and then it comes back. Okay. Listen to Stingray. So listen. Back next week. Yeah. Boom. The boot is back. Yeah. Hashtag boot is back. <laughs> Why not? Let's give it a hashtag. The boot is back. This has been possibly the hokiest, cokiest episode we've ever stitched together. So I believe it's time. Only right. That the boot comes back and okay. choke slams you through car <laughs> boots worth of tat. <laughs> oh, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently though, aren't we? Which we'll get into next week. Oh, just to keep them on their toes, just yeah. to keep you mildly interested in it yep. for a week. Okay, <laughs> let's dive deep now. Here's a listener, the Chronicles of Gamer. He has written the most eloquent review you could possibly imagine. And it's for one. It's got on the show. Do you know why? Because I I like this game. Zombies ate my neighbours on the Genesis. Oh, you introduced me to this. The Mega Drive. Yeah. Now, Chronicles of Game, a very eloquent man, and he's uh, he's done a he's mighty fine review. Zeke and Julie, equipped with a variety of weapons and power-ups, go on a quest to rescue their neighbours from monsters often seen in horror movies. Numerous elements and aspects of horror movies are referenced throughout the game. With this being the last Sega Genesis game I'll cover, he says, it's good to go out with a bang. Zombies Ate My Neighbours is a phenomenal game, one that me and my sister Christy played all the time, being huge horror fans. This game had all types of creatures that go bump in the night. The game isn't easy. Uh, I'll tell you, it is not. And can be quite challenging, but after a lot of practice, fighting, cursing and figuring out the right strategy, me and Christy actually beat the game. We both really loved this game a lot, and it was yet another game the Florida siblings had to beat together. The level and character design are absolutely stunning, the music is catchy, and the gameplay is a lot of fun. It's obviously more fun with a second player, but overall it's a great game. Solo as well, 
I re highly recommend this one to everyone. Now, you and me have played that co-op together. Yeah, it's good fun. It, it handed our backsides to us on a plate. We yeah, didn't we pour didn't in the time that this man yeah. and his sister obviously did. But uh, if you can pick that up, either as, I think it's just Zombies on SNES. Is it? But yeah. the more hard-edged Sega Genesis Mega Drive players will know it as Zombies at My Neighbours. Or maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. Either which way. It's a, it's also a Lucasfilm game from memory. Ah, yeah. And someone else who, who messaged in, it's the mighty Harvey Retro. He has a uh, rave view. Excellent. Always pleased to hear from Harvey Retro. He's, uh, he's got a good opinion on things. Um, I recently completed The Last of Us Remastered on PS4. Not quite sure why I missed it first time round. I'm quite shocked as well. It's quite a, is, it, is it a horror game? I don't know. It, yeah, Not he's a really. big horror fan. Um, it goes on to say, uh, I missed it for the first time round. It was possibly the fact that the post-apocalyptic horror genre had become so oversaturated from The Walking Dead and Hollywood at the time that I had become a little sick of it. But it became available as a monthly free game on the PS Plus. And a few months back, I thought, why not? As soon as I got started and played through that harrowing prologue, it was pretty awesome, isn't it? I knew this was going to be a masterpiece. Everything about the gameplay feels so fluid. Melee and shooting has a real satisfying weight behind it, and movement around the world has no clunky elements. I loved all the weapon upgrade and scavenging aspects, and the stealth mechanics work very well too. The game has a very cinematic narrative and is accompanied by an effective score and sound design. I particularly liked that the clickers sounded like the Grudge Coast. My only complaint was that the difficulty curve was all over the place. Mm. Yeah, I did find that. Uh, and I got so good at the stealth, by the end I didn't need all the weapons, ammo and upgrades I'd acquired. Maybe should have played on a difficulty higher than normal. But yeah, great game and can't wait for the second one now. And Harvey Retro and his friend do an awesome uh, movie podcast. Sometimes it they is. do games, yeah. But uh, I think they've recently done um, an episode about the Grudge as well. Nice. Yes. So if you like horror, and if you like films, and if you Go like games, and if you like probably one of the sexiest men on Instagram, Harvey Retro, <laughs> you need it's to just long hair. It is. Get onto his YouTube channel, Enigmatic Productions, and check him out. Now that's probably all the listener reviews we've got time for but it's time for the big man the real stingray the main man now with all this retrospective twaddle tom that we've waffled on about today and possibly every week we say it's the most self-indulgent episode ever and i'm sure some of the new listeners who have wandered in off the fact of us being the number one gaming podcast out there are probably thinking what the hell these what ramble are these two <laughs> rambling on about um the big man stingray just for the new arrival who is stingray he is our savior he is the delivery man of new releases yes vhs's yes and anything else he can lay his hands on okay he delivers them from the back boot of a Nissan Bluebird. When you were talking about him before, you mentioned uh, that Finster Gamer thought he looked like Matthew McConaughey, because last time I said he looked like Finchie out of the office. And we came to the startling realisation, Stingray assumes the face of 
anyone that you think he is. Yeah. So my opinion of what Stingray looks like is different to yours. So when Adam the Artist draws him, he just draws an oval <laughs> on a piece of paper. But the magic of Stingray means I see Fincher from the office. Finster Gamer sees Matthew McConaughey. You see him wearing the face of James the Work Experience Boy. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I don't know what Retro Gamer Thomas sees. Maybe he thinks that Stingray looks like PCSO Ross Kemp. Maybe. How very strange. He's a man of mystery, like smoke. Like a chameleon. He appears vapor-like through the floor, assembling as a corporeal being right in front of us. He's here. He's here. What's he been up to this week? This week? Hmm. Well, I heard, because it's, uh, it's the Super Bowl. Oh. He's been uh, trying to knock out the old American football shirts. Is that why he's, uh, sir, he's, he's popped the boots on? Shake, wattle and wall <laughs> for the hardcore. And uh, I look in the back, and he's got every copy of Madden ever made have you seen some of the shirts though they're not they're like a bit knockoff one says the Dallas Cowpokes <laughs> the Dallas Cowgirls yeah he's he needs to work on get the printed improving those shirts a little bit I where, think. where are the new releases where are they let's go have a look buried underneath all this NFL tat and Madden from the Game Boy <laughs> to the PS4 it's uh, time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week these are the new release highlights for the week January 26th to February 2nd 2020 listeners these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time the podcast in your feed but could be these could be listeners region dependent uh, Tom are you going to take the first pick out of the boot? Yeah, this would be my uh, mummy mummy pick. Whoa, um, no messing ju- about. Journey to the Savage Planet. I've This come on, kind of caught me unawares. What that? formats I, is it on? You know the routine. Yeah, I was saying that I was actually looking forward to this one. It's available on PC, PS4 and Xbox One. It mm-hmm. comes out on January the 28th. Uh, welcome to the Pioneer Programme. As the newest recruit of the Kindred Aerospace fourth best interstellar space exploration company <laughs> I think the comedy is quite quite strict um, quite appropriate on this game isn't it yeah it's kind of how we describe our show yeah yeah your job is to determine if the planet is viable for humans um, but you may be short on equipment and experience but uh, figure it out I think you need to take a little trip down on with the opticians <laughs> I do I could be struggling to read the script at the minute a single angle of this script and I'm sure I could make good work of it that's your mummy mummy yeah I was looks, a little it looks bit a bit like a poor man's no man's sky doesn't it yeah with one planet and loads of fart jokes yeah that ruined that trailer for me I was like oh this looks really good watch the trailer I was like yeah and you didn't read the planet it's out but it's a play on the word arse is it yeah I think it's meant to be yeah 505 games didn't they make that Naughty Bear game I don't know on P- was it on PS3 and Xbox you're the man who knows things what we got next out of the boot you're the man who knows things you probably worked on that game probably K 
Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, PC4, Xbox, and Switch. Kentucky Route Zero is a magical, realist adventure game about a secret highway running through the caves beneath Kentucky and the mysterious folks who travel it. Next up, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire on the PS4 and Xbox One, January 28th. Pursue a rogue god over land and sea in the sequel to the multi-award winning RPG Pillars of Eternity. Captain your ship on a dangerous voyage of discovery across the vast unexplored region of the Deadfire. Bookbound Brigade. Next up, PC, PS4 and Switch, January 30th. Bookbound Brigade is about beating the hell out of historical and literary characters you studied in school by leading a dream team of real and fictional heroes through a 2D side-scrolling platforming adventure. That one sounds quite good. Mm. The next one's my mummy mummy. Shall I take that? Yeah, go for it. Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk is a coffee brewing and heart-to-heart talking simulator about listening to fantasy-inspired modern people's problems and helping them by serving up a warm drink or two. Is this one you've just made up and put on the other no, no. like an April Fool's no, joke? No, not at all, no. Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. Well, I say that's my mummy mummy oh, because... Goodness. There's another one with me on I here. That was I think, all of them. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not doing the third one then. Oh, come on. Not for broadcast. Up next, PC, January 30th. Take control of the national nightly news as a radical government comes to power. In this immersive high pressure propaganda sim, you control what the people see and determine what's not for the broadcast. Patapon 2. You rumoured it at the start of the show. Patapon 2 remastered PS4. Stingray's not looking happy. I've never seen him make a Lambert disappear in such quick, sharp speed. I've never known. You better rent this out. You better make Patapon 2 your okay. mummy mummy. Papaton to... Pap- <laughs> Get your guts off my papadom. You probably... No one apart from me remembers. Walker's probably could be termed to be not very PC these days. They made a crisp called the Poppadom, but the advert was uh, <laughs> an Indian Elvis singing Get Your Guts Off of Poppadoms. Oh. They were like these small curry-flavoured crisps in triangles. No, they were circles. They are a bit like a disco. Okay. We're going back to distant memory, like pre-1991 here. Check it out on YouTube if you... If you're that way inclined. Uh, Patapon 2 Remastered. Managed to get that out on PS4 January 30th. Patapon 2 returns to PlayStation with new enhancements taking full advantage of the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Uh, I can't. That's not really pushing those systems to the max, I'll tell you that. <laughs> good game, though. Um, definitely one that's quite good on the handheld experience. Not quite sure how it's going to probably work out just fine. Uh, Tom's afraid of bigger boy words and no, more no, than four. Sis- Sisters oh. Royal next. Out on the PS4 and Switch, January 30th. Five uniquely talented sisters are squabbling over which of them will marry the angel Yashin, enjoying the heroic strategies of all five. Sparks flare around the man of all five of all five sisters wish to claim. And it introduces a new vertical scrolling shooter game. Very good. This is my mummy mummy. You want to check this out. You've got a Switch. It's the speaking simulator. PC Switch January 30th. This is a regular game about a normal human. 
Now, me and James did the research. This and the coffee game. Is the coffee like game's a visual novel game, right? right. It's proper pretentious kind of game. Speaking simulator. Is like the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. You've okay. kind of like got his. Like different buttons control different parts of his mouth and tongue, and I saw this bit as well where he kind of like walked up to someone to shake the hand, and his arm was sort of shaking all over the place, and he was trying to control it. Oh. And you were trying to make him speak by one one controller was moving the mouth up and down, and one controller was trying to control the tongue. Ventriloquist simulator. A little bit like that, but obviously yeah. there's there was a huge amount of comedy in there. Uh, go check it out. Uh, Terraforming Earth on the PC, January thirtieth. Guide three quirky robots through infinite obstacles as you restore life on Earth. This game creates unique situations every time you play, challenging your creative problem-solving and planning skills to the max. You next. It's your turn. Through the darkest of times, PC, January Wait. 30th. Let's do a VHS quickly. What are you pulling out? Don't you want the proper one? I mean, Ray's got proper VHSs. He, he, you know, this could be like almost a, an ex-rental copy of Independence Day proper. Not the sort of cam copy that you probably played the wheels off back in the day when you were still in diapers and rocking gel in your hair. How did Mumsy afford that much gel for that great <laughs> big barnet of yours? Is that why we're know, eating Lumming Cheese singles? It is. Unbelievable. And then I went through that nineties, late nineties phase of Brill Cream. Stingray, probably. <laughs> Wonder what he just got grill cream. Grill cream. Or the, the gunge off the front of his grill of the Bluebird. Anyway, we got next uh, through the darkest of times. PC January thirtieth. <laughs> I just realised what eight, that was. Berlin, nineteen thirty-three. Adolf Hitler is Chancellor. We all know the consequences of that. Uh, unspeakable horrors and suffering would sweep across the world few would stand and fight but the monstrosity that was the German Reich but will you lead an underground resistance group through the darkest of times hmm made a mouthful of that didn't you <laughs> I did were you thinking the fact that uh, the barrel cream that Mumsy bought for you from Stingray was actually industrial vats have gone off mayonnaise <laughs> Probably. That he had coloured in red <laughs> and poured in a couple of bottles of that rather inflammatory non-brand aftershave he had managed to get from uh, Jeff down the market. Another new character. I know, Jeff's always been there, just on the periphery. <laughs> Remember he used to lift up the carpet and show Ray the videos? Yeah. He's always been there. Okay. But he wasn't at Farmton Market Square the night of the... Incident. Yes, the crash. Okay, what we got next? Uh, well, I'll read both, take us to the bridge, seeing as you forgot your glasses. Hero Land on the PS4, Switch, January 31st, you're invited to a magical theme park where anyone can be a hero, except for you. You just work there. Conjured from your 16-bit dreams by the legends of Japanese RPGs, this whimsical tale of princes and part-timers guarantees excitement that cannot be forgotten. All you have to do is grab your sword, reserve a quick pass, and depart for adventure. Next one, one for all your closest of friends those hardcore hockey fans that you talked of earlier off air hockey manager 2020 on the pc january 31st i'm sure they're ripping their steam passes in bits right now as they try to feverishly download this asap enjoy the state-of-the-art hockey management in fact they probably took the day off today maybe get this at launch uh, or maybe last night 
they got midnight launch. <laughs> I don't think the local game shop does a midnight launch for that though. Well, Steam must do. How does that oh, work? Yeah, how's a digital midnight launch work? Well, we know how it works on console. You preload it, and then midnight clicks over, and you get it on your machine. Yeah, there's just none of the fun. Was well, a countdown on your on your menu bar? Is there? You can play this game tomorrow. Oh. You can play this game in two hours. You can play this game next in the next ten minutes. Boom! I you just can don't see that as a part of the experience. Right. You want to put your coat on? Stand in the cold with twenty random strangers talking about pot noodles. So exchanging PSN tags with people that you don't want to exchange them with. Just oh no, I don't do all that. Oh, I don't play online. So <laughs> I tell my fans. You live online. <laughs> it's what you tell your family. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Hockey Manager 2020. For those that were there yesterday evening, stroke this morning, the rest of the mere mortals on PC, January 31st. Enjoy the state of the heart. State of the heart. <laughs> state of the art hockey management prove yourself as a manager and coach in the day to day business of ice hockey lead your favourite club to fame and fortune that's all the dips in the boot what did I pick VHS I think you need to pick one I'll let you pick one ah, this one what do I want it to be though Coronation Street Omnibus Omnibus What's an omnibus? Omnibus. What's that? Omnibus. 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 That's uh, that's the full word actually for a bus, isn't it? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought it meant many buses. <laughs> I like what you're doing. Though. Oh, many buses. Oh, many buses. <laughs> uh, what am I picking? Last week we had Howard's way. Mumsy was very happy. Very, very happy. She spent last week massaging you in your undressed state because we recorded early in the morning luckily by night time you've managed to pull your Mario onesie back on I have it's been cleaned and pressed i tell you what I'm going to pick because we're recording this on a Friday night and I'm going to wake up tomorrow with my mummy mummy VHS pick Captain N and the Game Masters oh, yeah. or the Game Master do you remember that cartoon? it was probably in the level of like the Hulk Hogan cartoon i.e. not very good say sorry <laughs> now <laughs> that needs a t-shirt say sorry now okay your Saturn Mario onesie Captain N the Game Master managed to bring in a guy, started with live action this guy was playing with his NES and then he got sucked into the TV okay and he, he was Captain N the Game Master he had a NES controller for a belt he had the <laughs> Nez Zapper as a gun this belt allowed you to pause time so we could take advantage of mechanics in the game Defo should have been called Merchman Merchman yeah <laughs> but get this he was up against Mother Brain from Metroid oh really yeah the uh, eggplant guy from um, Punch Out yeah and he had on his side Kid Icarus Mega Man and it was either Princess Peach or Zelda. Oh. Oh, 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 something I should know about and speak about with knowledge. Yeah, it's on YouTube if you want to check it out. I'm going to get the video out. Okay. Because it's an old video as well, it's only got two randomly picked episodes completely <laughs> out of chronological order on the VHS. <laughs> but, you know, Love it. that's what we like, isn't it? It is. Memories of old. 
those that have managed to wade through this swamp-like of a show, <laughs> leech-ridden lower limbs, they've got flesh wounds all over them from the hellfire, the gunfire and bullets that rained down upon us. You just want me to get this ramble out of the way so you can <laughs> lay down on the futon and let Mumsy massage your shoulders while dipping pre-cut pieces of bread toasted <laughs> S- number three setting on the toaster Mumsy carbon gives you cancer and then loading them into your engorged Shakespearean mouth If they've paid attention through they've all, turned off by now, all of that, that, all of no, they want to find out a little bit more about your dark and seedy underside. You being a thespian and all, you you run a very ragged edge on what's actually acceptable. What are you open to play? Not much this week. Um, not got much to finish off. Zelda: Link's Awakening. Hmm. And I might dabble if the PlayStation Plus games are out. I fancy getting the Bioshock collection. Don't you have that? I thought you'd I have don't, that. I don't have it, no. I've played all three, but I wouldn't mind dabbling in those again. What did you play all three on? Xbox 360? Yes. Yeah, including Infinite. I forget that was a 360 game. It looks a bit better than that. It's a good-looking game. Yeah. I only played that on the on the re- on when that collection came out originally. Ah, right. And the good thing about that collection, I don't know. I don't know how it's Apparently works. they've upscaled one and two, but Infinite is just the same. So well, I think if you play that collection through, I would like your feedback, because I think it's aged. I think they've matured in a way that I find two's the better game. Most people always say one is the better. Most people have only played one. That's probably true. I think that intro one is awesome though. Takes some beating. It is you cool. kinda know all the secrets a little bit of of when you're in two, don't you? Yeah, but that I think I I just found two especially from mechanics, game mechanics point of view, I just thought it was like It works best for playing as the big daddy sometimes. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for Jesus' favourite game. <laughs> Other religious leaders may apply. What are you hoping to play? What was the other PS? What was the other PSN game? Uh, Sims Four and uh, yeah. VR Firewall Zero. Uh, I'll get that. I'll play yeah, that. Yeah, that was pretty Maybe good. Pretty busy, isn't it? I need a reason to dust off the VR headset. Yeah. What am I hoping to play? Yes. Along <laughs> with Firewall Zero. Yakuza Four. Yep. I didn't talk about that at the start. Finish three. I started four. Possibly one of my new favourite characters, the boss of Sky Finance, <laughs> and the and the name where they get the name Sky Finance from. If you know Yakuza lore, mm, it's the finest, finest of. Finest. You need to be banned from talking about Yakuza the same way I was banned from Overwatch. Don't say its name. <laughs> You're allowed to mention that game. Uh, yeah, so there's that. What else? Kingdom Hearts two. Want to get that done so I can start three. Um, I'd be itching to play three because it's new and shiny. I know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Because if you do that now, you'll not go back. I wouldn't go back to play two. You see, you got to make yourself wait. That's a good point. Make yourself wait. 
the laws complicated. Take I did time. enjoy that with uh, when you recommended the Uncharted series, and I felt like when I got to four, it was really good. All the emotion paid off. Yeah. Tell you what, I bet that's cheap now. That little DLC add-on they did with the two girls. Oh, there. the Lost Legacy. Yeah. It's uh, recently been put on the Game Pass, like the PlayStation Game Pass. Has it? Yeah. You, uh, you could do a getting that. I know. Hmm. A little bit. And I've like got PUBG on there, which I won't mind playing again. What, what on the on the PlayStation one? Yeah. It's only about fourteen pounds. Now it's, I think it's like twenty-four. Oof. PUBG. Now it don't run like it's running on a Spectrum. They want money for it. Yeah, they want money for it now. <laughs> now it don't play like a Stadia game. Yeah. They want money. What are you drawing there? Our logo. That's fantastic. Well, listeners, I guess that's all we got time for. Is that all you've got time for, Tom? Are you done? It is. That's us. That's the turn of the wheel. You'd think I'd know the outro by now, but I still don't. It's all right. I think um, we can send him with the bridge, but. Uh, He's reeled it out. <laughs> Just. He's pulled up his sleeve. He's got the tattoo, just like me. Well, James has not been able to do the hours in the podcast like he, he used to. Next week, we might uh, we might be uh, doing it from the courtroom, Tom. Really? Yeah, so might be the last show we ever do. And for that reason, we've uh, indulged ourselves very much. And that's all we have time for this week. Listeners, as always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.